you're in the desert, <clears throat> it's been days, weeks, months, and years. If you're in the darkness, trust your God. The land of milk and honey is right before you. God will come to you. He will take care of you. Called Don on the very last spur of the moment yesterday. It's been a wild week for us. And I said, Don, I need a song that has to do with hopelessness and darkness. And then the hope comes. And that song was just absolutely perfect. In fact, I didn't know Star was signing. In fact, her song was absolutely perfect also. Title of this morning's message is My Darkness. <clears throat> we know that the Lord is a personal Savior. Savior of the world? He is. He's my personal Savior also. I can know Him as Lord and Master. And as I read the Word of God, I understand at times darkness can encompass a nation, which is kind of where we are with ours. And at times it can encompass just a person, an individual. I might be having a blast in God, and you're going, oh, my gosh, dear Lord, am I, have you forgotten me? So there are, there are these times that come and go in our life, and so I titled this My Darkness, and I got this from the Word of God, which actually I gave you a little taste of it last Sunday morning, went on to preach uh, the message I had planned. Psalms 18:28. If you are in darkness right now, whether you caused it, or whether you didn't cause it. If you just made a turn in life, and all of a sudden you're in the midst of the desert, don't panic. Don't. It's the worst thing in the world. Look what Psalms 18.28 says. This is the Word of God for you. For those of you who are in darkness, you're to walk this walk by faith, not by sight. Don't be staring at the darkness or how long the sand desert looks. Look unto God, who is your help. It says, for thou, the Lord, for thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Count on that. Bank on it. Put all your eggs in the basket of the Lord. Don't have them anywhere else. Well, if God doesn't help, then I'll go back to the world. If God doesn't help, then I'll try Egypt out. Forget that. Put all your eggs in the basket known as the Lord's. God said, you will have certain times personal darkness will come upon you. They will. That's just part of life. If you have any length of all to your tooth, you know that that happens to us. We go through times of darkness. Despair almost seems like hopelessness, even though you love God and are attempting to be pleasing to God. They just come, whether you plan it or whether you don't. Personal. My darkness means personal situations, a dark situation. At times you find yourself in them, and at times you'll be in a, like we are most now in the era of spring. I went out, uh, it seemed like last, once the forever snow finally gave up the ghost and left, uh, I saw a little tiny bud of green. I said, Ruth, check this out. And he's like, yes. And I looked at it the other day, and it's this high. And I'm like, when did that happen? And so there are times of growth in God's spring, winter, cold, death is over, and spring. But at times you can be in darkness. And we're going to look at what to do in those times of darkness. Let's pray. 
Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And God, first of all, we put no trust in us, Lord. Lord, the Word of God tells us that your ways and our ways are so far apart. Lord, I pray that we would just surrender to the will of Almighty God. And Lord, that we would walk by faith, that we would stop being hearers only, Lord. Lord, just hearing the Word of God and not acting on it, Lord, is futile. It does nothing, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that today we would hear the Word of God. It would find good root in our heart, Lord, and it would start to grow, and it will keep us when we are in the desert and in those times of darkness. Lord, we look to you and you alone today. Father, I pray that you would permit the Spirit of Almighty God, God the Holy Ghost, to come here to walk up and down these aisles, the corridors of our hearts, that you would have your way. Holy Ghost, thou art welcome to be among us. We need you to anoint this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Darkness. So I wrote a few. It says, what do you do when you're not sure? What direction to take? What do you do? What happens? I mean, in our situations, people are looking at you and are looking for answers. They're looking for a decision. What do you do? What, what do you do? What, what, when you just can't seem to grasp on what God is doing or even what God wants. Have you ever been there? I have the Word of God. I know the Word of God. I've been trying to read it and study it for a number of years, but at times I'm just like, man, Lord, what's up? What's going on in this place? What, ha- what did I do? And you kind of uh, look inside yourself to see if you caused the problem. It's also a place where fear can set in. A place where hopelessness reigns and tries to get a hold of you. A place where light seems like darkness. You ever been there? God says, I will enlighten your darkness, my darkness. The psalmist called this like my personal darkness. And God says, I will lighten it. Listen to what Job says. Job calls it a land of darkness. Job felt like he was in it so long. He's like, man, I'm living in a land of darkness as darkness itself and of the shadow of death without any order. Everything's messed up. Everything's helter skelter where the light is as darkness Sometimes our lives go on pretty cool. They go on pretty good. You know, you, I'm off Monday, back to the office Tuesday, Wednesday. We have service Thursday, Friday. Ruth goes to choir. Saturday comes. I go back to the office. Sunday I do this. Monday we kick back in our chair and try to watch some. And then all of a sudden something comes into your life and everything's helter-skelter. Your routine is gone, history, for whatever reason. And this is what Job is saying here. Man, this is unbelievable. Without any order. And where the light is as darkness. Isaiah says this. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light. But behold obscurity for brightness. But we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind. You ever been in that situation? Even though you love God, you're just like, man, Lord, what's going on? Your prayers feel like lead. They don't even get past the roof. They just fall. You kind of wonder, like Don's song, have you forgotten me? We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. So it's like, sweet Jesus, what do we do? Well, in a place like that, First, we're going to look at here's what not to do. Don't do this. Hebrews 10, 38 tells us. Now, the just, that's you. If you are a true believer of God, 
You you are the just. You have been justified. You've asked God to forgive you of your sins. You're truly serious. You're not playing church. Okay? This is true believers now. You are justified. Remember how we used to stretch that word out? When you go before God and you ask God to forgive you of your sins and you mean it with all your heart, then God shall call you and declares you the just. Justified. Justified. Just if I'd never sin. That's the way you are when you come before God and you ask him, Lord, please save me, a sinner. So he goes on here in Hebrews says, now the just, that's me. Now the just shall live by faith, not by sight. And he goes this, here's what not to do. But if any man draw back, God says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You cannot draw back. When it seems like the sun isn't coming up and the stars are not sparkling and twinkling, God says, don't draw back. Don't. Now, your senses, your natural thinking, everything is screaming, retreat, draw back, run for cover. And God says, don't. And if you're just one of these people, yeah, but look, and you're like, oh, no, there's no way, it's impossible. You will run back. Even though God tells you in the Word of God, and says, you're the just, you're to walk by faith. Faith in Him. In Him. Not in you, not in your circumstances. Not the person that you hope changes your circumstances. Some other dude, some other girl, some other job, some other... You are to walk by faith in God and what He has declared to you through the Word of God. Whether this sees it, smells it, hears it, feels it, senses it. You are to walk by faith. God says, don't draw back. Don't. I told you years ago when I was like 16 when I went hunting in the woods in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh does have woods, but this is uh, Dubois, St. Mary's. Who knows where that place is? I mean, there are mountains there, big, big mountains hunting. Okay? Told you got lost. <clears throat> and the very first thing I did was the very first thing they told me don't do. I panicked and ran. Yeah, I was only 16. I mean, I'm lost for six hours in the woods getting dark. I ran. And so at the end of my running, lost my lunch, fell in a creek, ruined my gun, um, shot all the bullets, soaking wet, still lost. So at the end of six hours, I'm in better shape. No, I'm soaking wet going, <laughs> had no idea where I'm at. Before I took off running, I had at least a clue where I was. And so God says, don't panic. Don't Draw back when you're in that situation. That word draw back means to shrink from declaring. Declaring what? Your faith in God. Your faith in God. God says, uh, my soul shall have no pleasure in the person that draws back. God knows what you're going through. He knows what you can handle. You can handle nothing, the Word of God says. That's what it says. So your heavenly Father is in control, and your job is just believe He's in control, even though your intellect, mind, education, everything's getting in the way, screaming otherwise. You are to declare, I don't care what I feel, what I sense, what I think, what's going on, what the enemy's screaming into me, I'm trusting my God. And so you don't draw back, and you declare that sometimes. Hey, you need to just freak out at home sometimes and say, I'm trusting God, no matter what. Fire up the music and get a hold of God and declare that. That's what I call spitting in the enemy's eye. And God says, if you draw back, have no pleasure or to be well pleased with. Don't you want to be pleasing to God? To be well pleased. So the toughest and most discouraging trials 
or when we are called to obey God, God's will, when the fulfillment of His promise seems eons away or forgotten or dead. Dead. And you are called to just trust God and walk by faith. This type of endurance that God tries to build in His children. Look, it's, it's the same with your natural children. If you aren't teaching them the ways of preparing to make a living, you know, I don't know how old you can be now and you can get a job, 15, 16, go out and flip some burgers or something. If you're not doing anything like that, when they're 24 and you tell them get a job, you go, what? What? Just give me my Cheerios, give me my Rice Krispies, just give me my lunch money, give me my car, give me my chores. Go get a job. And so you have to build them in, and this is what God does to his people. He builds endurance through circumstances, through situations. God's not up there just saying, okay, I'm going to put Margie through the worst horrible trial of her life. He doesn't do that. That's not the way your loving father is. Do you do that? Bruce is holding his grandchild. You think he's, when he's sitting there thinking, what horrible thing can I put my grandchild through? That's, come on, that's ridiculous. He'd thump you if you're going to do anything wrong with his grandchild. He would take his last breath to try to protect his grandchild. Well, God's even umpteen. God calls Bruce, his love and his kindness, evil compared to God's. So don't have that look on you. You just kind of go through situations and trials. We live in a sin-cursed, fallen world. And the majority of the folks don't want to serve God. Therein lies the problem. Okay? Therein lies the problem. We could have a real quick marriage retreat. We're going to have one this, this coming weekend. It could be real quick. Serve God. That's it. We don't have to have dinner and dancing and look, isn't she still beautiful and, and come up with this message and that message. I mean, it's okay and all that stuff, but just serve God. Serve Him. Men, obey. Women, love. Serve God. And that's it. That's all the marriage counsel you'll need, but we'll do more. So endurance comes your way through trials and testing of your faith. Trials and testing of your faith. That's part where in the Word of God that God tells you, just come to me and life's a bowl of cherries. Where is that at in the Word of God? It, it's not in there. Iron sharpeneth iron. Man is born unto trouble. The Bible says that's what we are. We're magnets to trouble. Sin just, we don't have to look for it. It just finds us. It's what we are. That's why the Lord has come to us. Your utopia will be when you see him face to face and you're welcome into eternity and it's called heaven with streets of gold. That is when everything will be awesome. But here you have to fight the fight of faith. Your mind, people, the world, the system, everything. And so God, sometimes you go through situations and God says, like we told you last week, they meant it for evil, but God says, I'm going to get good out of this. I'm going to get good out of it. And so God sends us sometimes through situations. James 1, 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Who does that? Count it joy. Count it joy when your comfortable living is ruined and everything's disoriented and out of control and upside down, inside out. That's why it's been for me probably for the last week. I mean, something happened, bingo, shoom, everything's been different. And I'm supposed to go, Yeah! But let me tell you, in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of all this various stuff, I don't, I don't go every other day wondering what God's doing. I'm like going every other minute now. So you understand, that is good. 
When, when, when things are cool and simple, you'll, you'll touch base with God on Sunday, and then you go, oh, yeah, 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 Wednesday. Is this Wednesday? And you'll think about God again, and then, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe Sunday. But when the heat's on and the pressure's on, everything's disarray, you're going, God, Monday morning, what's up, God, what's up? What do you got for me? And so James says, count it all joy, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And God knows best. He goes also goes and goes, let's patience, meaning these trials, this long trip through the desert, like he just said. Let patience. Don't panic. Don't run. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, God says. There's a work that God has to do. Patience is required. You let your heavenly Father do it. You don't draw back. You don't run. You don't panic. It's like God is the ultimate artist. My neighbor's an artist, ultimate artist. And so he starts this Picasso on you, and you always bolt. He's not done. It's half done all the time. we got these half Christians everywhere. They look ugly, half Christian. Yeah, half done is ridiculous. Look at this great artwork. Well, finish it. But God, you're always running. You're always bolting. You're always taking off on God, and he can't finish the work. God says just relax and trust God. Our problem is it's dark. We scream to God, I can't see. But God says to you, I can. Understand, in your darkness, in your chaos, in your confusion, in your panic, the Bible says darkness is as light to God. He's not going, where, Mr. Fur, he knows exactly what's going. Just keep going straight, keep going straight, keep going straight, you're going. This can't be right. This can't be right. Everything's screaming in you. This can't be right. God says, keep going straight. It's faith. It's faith. God says, I will enlighten your darkness. God told me last week that he will light my candle, keep it lit, and that the Lord, my God, will enlighten my personal darkness. And that has kept me. And all through the week, he has given me stuff. Not deep, deep stuff. Nah, no. Woke up one morning, and it was tons of stuff I'm going to have to decide, do, think, say. And the, the scripture that came to me was, cast your cares upon God, for he careth for me. And I went, oh, yes, yes. And he did. He took care of that day for me. Our tendency is to stop obeying. His will when the promise isn't immediate. That's where we are. We're microwave. I know I don't look it, but I've been trying some of that weight watcher stuff. The problem is, when I like something, I could eat them all at once. <laughs> I like the uh, McDonald's English muffin stuff, uh, egg McMuffin, and all that. The one the, with the syrup in it, what's that called? Who knows? What's it called? The griddle. The griddle, griddle, griddle thing. And okay, Weight Watcher has them. You get three points or four points if you eat one. Well, I want to eat like four of them. They're just good. We get discouraged and we quit. And you know what? We get discouraged quick as people, fast. And if you don't have your face in the Word of God, there's nothing for you to hang on to. What are you going to hang on to? Your president? Oh, please. Your Congress? Come on. 
what are you going to hang on to? The next election, how many are we going to have until we turn this thing around? I mean, go vote. I'm planning on voting. But what is your, what, what are you hanging on to? I mean, it's just insane. So all God has just kind of knocked all the little things that we trust out of the way. And all there's left now is the Lord and his mercy and his word. Now, you and I are called to walk by faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us what faith is. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You ask people what faith is, they'll say, I'm a Presbyterian. What? It's the truth. What's your faith? I'm Catholic. Huh? No. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't need faith for this pulpit. It's here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. God's going to take care of me in my darkness. God's going to give me light as I need it. That's something that God is uh, placing in my life, the, this walk that I'm in, the faith that he's given me to go through it, trusting him that he will give me light when I'm about to go, and God's going to say, nope, go left. Total darkness. Just trusting and believing and trusting God. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. My assurance, I know he's going to give me what I need when I need it. The evidence of things not seen. Not seen. We want it all laid out. You want your entire life laid out before God before you say, okay, I'll trust you. And God said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that way. You just got to walk with me and trust me. Trust me that I am who I say I am through the word of God, through the faith that is in you. Just as our physical eyesight is the sense that gives us the evidence of the material world. Book, speaker, fake plants, shoes. Faith. Faith is that sense or that evidence of the invisible world. Faith. You just know that you know that you know that God will take care of you. That's faith. Romans says this, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Listen, according as God has dealt to every, 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 every man the measure of faith. You cannot sit there. You cannot stand before Almighty God and say, I had no faith. God's going to say, bunk. I have dealt to every person a measure of faith. Dealt. You've just never looked for it. It's there. Every one of you have it in you to walk by the, through this by faith. It's in there. That scripture tells us. Dealt means to distribute. Larry has it. Denise has it. Jim has it. Audrey has it. Veronica has it. I have it. It's in there. You decide to play it. Yes, I'm going to believe to everyone, it's dealt. A measure means a portion, measured off. The Lord had uh, faith without measure. You and I have a portion, a measure of faith, enough to believe it. We do. Remember my little thing, my little uh, basket of faith somewhere here? Did you ever tell you what this one is? I got tired of hearing people say, if I come to your church, the roof will fall in. It's the truth. So I've been waiting for that person to come. And when they come, I'm going to give them my hard hat. So it won't fall in. 
That's all the measure of faith you need. A grain of mustard seed, that's what these are. And if you need one to just remind you, you let me know. We'll have someone pass them out. Let me know now if you want. That's fine. Faith. The Bible tells us this. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Don't cast off your confidence. That faith, that little uh, mustard seed is your confidence. It's all you need in God and in the Word of God. And if I could, had the time, I would place that little seed in your hand. That's, I mean, really hard to see and ask you two point blanks. And you mean to tell me you can't have that much faith in God? You can't muster up that much faith to believe God. And you'll look at that and you'll go, yeah, I can. No matter what trial you're in, no matter what situation you're in, you can. <clears throat> so God says, don't cast that away. Has great reward. Great payday. That idea of throwing away, James, you'll like this. That idea of throwing away, don't cast off, is the same. It's a reference in the Greek to a cowardly soldier who throws his gun away and runs. He's in the battle. He seems like he's getting overwhelmed. He just goes, and he runs. And God says that's the same thing. You're in a battle. And you're walking in the desert. The enemy's screaming. Your voice is screaming. Your neighbor's screaming. Whatever it is. And you throw this away and run. God says, don't do that. Don't do it. Faith is a weapon. It's a weapon. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith. Now, I've answered this already, but again, to make the point, you might be sitting around, all right, all right, all right, faith in what? In the Word. In this right here. Faith in the Word of God. This is known as a sword. It's a weapon. You need to sharpen it as you read it and as you pay attention to it and as you obey it. It's like you're sharpening it. Most of our swords right now won't cut butter. But if you get a hold of God and you start sharpening it with that teeny, teeny little bit of faith, you're saying, yeah, yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. And then you'll start trusting and walking God, living by faith. And God will give you light. What light? He'll give it to you in the Word. Just like I'm feeling overwhelmed. The Scripture you all know, God says, uh, just cast your cares upon me. But at that minute, it was great light to me. And I went, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. In the midst of all my, yes, just cast them, God. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he'll do it. He'll get me through today. Every big decision I got to make, he'll make it. At the end of the day, it was done. He did it. I didn't walk around saying, yeah, I did it, Ruth. What a husband. No, I said, man, God did it. He got us through another day in this situation. Psalms 12, 6 says this, the words of the Lord, not my words. Leave your phone out of it. Don't ask people. Just ask God. It says, the words of the Lord are pure words. Now, I know at times someone might come and want to talk to you, and that's fine. But you should say this. This should be your answer. The Bible says. The Bible says. As soon as you go, well, I think, run from that person. Because God says, don't lean on your own understanding. Speak to someone that will say, you know, I read Scripture and I think it's here. Yeah, here it is. The Bible says. That's how you live. The words of the Lord are pure words. 
as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Seven times is that number of perfection. So that means thoroughly purified, unbelievably pure and clean, thoroughly. They're pure. They're clean. God's words are thoroughly clean. Like a cold cup of water in the midst of the desert that the sun's beating down. Thoughts of God, have you forgotten me? Then you open up the word and you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And you can go on again. Even when you don't know what's going on. Which is, if you're honest, most of the time with us. The word is a cleansing force. It condemns sin. It inspires holiness. It promotes growth. It reveals power for victory. Just here in the Word. Right here. John 15, 2 says, this is really cool. Listen to this. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, here's another thought here in this verse. This verb, uh, I think it's pronounced ario or ario, commonly is translated taken away. So that word where every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away. Here, it's more accurately translated lifted up. If you're a branch that has been beaten down uh, from uh, pressure and discouragement and you're way on the bottom and you're not bearing fruit, God says he will come and he will lift you up so that you will receive more sun from God. You will receive the health and the nutrients that you need to be able to produce fruit and glorify him. I mean, if you have gardens, the ones on the bottom are usually stuck in the mud, stepped on, there's doing nothing. God says, man, I come for this one. And he comes and he lifts them up. That's what that means. That's what your God is to you. He's not up there going, bad person. In your personal darkness we're talking about. Your faith in the Word. Oh, it was Saturday a week ago. All of a sudden everything changed. I told you to pray for my aunt. She fell and went through glass and 40-some stitches. And Life has not been the same since. Big, huge legal questions. Signing my name. Saying, no, not this. Yes, this. No. Yes, no. I'm going, yes, no. God. And God says, in your darkness, I will be your light. And I'm counting on that. And I'm not out of the darkness yet. I'm not, it's not like all cool now. No, it's not. It's not cool. Psalms 119.130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. That's why the enemy will do everything and anything to keep you from reading God's word. The entrance. The entrance. How's it enter? It enters through reading and through hearing the preacher. Entrance of God's Word gives light. If you're sitting there in darkness and you have chosen to listen, it should be giving you light. Don't think all of a sudden God's going to snatch you out of darkness and place you in the fullness of spring with flowers and birds. And He could and He might. We call those miracles. But most of the time your Heavenly Father says, now I want you to walk through this trial because I'm going to prove to you who I am. And when you get out of this trial, you will glorify me. And not only will you glorify me, when you look back and you see another one of your brothers and sisters, you will come to them and you will say, let me tell you what God has done for me. God was so awesome to me when I was in this trial. I had no strength. I couldn't even lift up my head. That's what he does. I mean, what are you going to do to that person? 
um, tell, find some book from some worldly author and say, hey, hey, read that while you're in the truck. No, no, no. You are a book. God does a work in you. And you can go to that person and say, remember, God's no respecter of persons. I will share your burden. I will weep with you. I will cry with you. God will get you through this. And he will. Because he's God. Now listen, sometimes the decisions we make prove we're not reading the Word. I mean, sometimes Ruth and I go, what? What? I mean, we've been stunned. What? You what? We make we josh about that. Oh, no, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't problem. You're letting this stuff in you. You're letting it in you. <clears throat> so that word, uh, the word, that entrance literally means opening. Opening. One of the most powerful songs is sung in nursery. We should, Mike should sing it. I mean, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Isn't that cute? They're up here going, be careful. Meanwhile, we're taking in filth and scum and stuff and. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. It's the opening that what we let in. <clears throat> Proverbs 6.23 says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. That's what I need in my darkness. That's what I'm telling God. God, I need a lamp. I need my light. <clears throat> and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. And sometimes I get the lamp when I'm finally seeing it, paying attention, and it's on, and I'm, I'm going like this to God. What the heck, Lord? Where are you at? My life stinks. Nothing's going right. And all of a sudden, I go go back to God and lamp. And I say, "Oops, sorry, God." He puts lamp, light, and I see where I'm wrong. It's not God's not wrong. It's a lamp. <clears throat> you know what it is? It's summer or spring thunderstorms, and probably lose electric. If it's nighttime, what's the first thing you look for? Light. Your whole home, your familiar home, everything is familiar. You kind of know where the coffee table is, but it's totally dark. First thing you go for is light. That's what God is. God is light. Not a portion of, kind of light. He is light. And He shines light in your darkness. Your decisions prove you're not reading the Bible. Second Samuel 22, 29. Listen to this one. For thou art my lamp. You are God. You're my light. I receive direction, guidance, intellect, wisdom, understanding from nothing else, God. You are my light. That's what it says in Samuel. Then he goes, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. God will. He will lighten my darkness. The Lord will. You might try. You might love me. You might care for me. But I'm in a situation where you can't help me. You can hurt for me. You can cry for me. You can pray for me. But you just can't. You can't lighten. You don't have that light. You don't have. You wish you could have that. I wish I could be my wife's all in all. I wish, I wish, but I can't be. God says, I will be your light. And here I am. I'm trying to say, okay, okay, God, okay, okay. But what about next weekend? I got all this stuff planned next week. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Today's Sunday. That's all i got to think about is today. That's what the Word tells me, right? Don't think beyond today. Sunday. Just walk in this day. Because God can come back this day and I never get to the weekend, right? That can happen. Plus, if I'm not paying about this 
if I'm not paying attention about Sunday in God, I can be going this. What about this? I find myself getting further and out of sorts and away from God. God just so just handle today. Okay, God, with you I'll handle today. And sometimes I swear my steps are, and I swear I'm making no process, no progress, nothing. But if I look back, I realized I was here in the beginning of this day. But through the decisions and what and what, we got to what? You're saying what? I'm going, dear Lord. Job said this. He says, man, I remember. He said, I remember when his lamp shone upon my head and when his, uh, when by his light I walked through darkness. Job says, I remember that. And if you're sitting in darkness and you feel alienated from God or far from God, here's what to do. Hit the brake. Say, okay, God, where'd I go wrong here? Job says, I remember when I used to walk through darkness by God's light. He said, I remember when I went through these horrible places by God's light. It gives you the sense that he's attempting to walk on his own now. Because he remembers when he got through all these various tricky places by the light of God. And that's what we do as people. We think we're doing pretty good. We don't mean to. We just start making our decisions. And we're like, holy mackerel, what's going on? Job says, when his lamp shone upon my head. It says, and when by his light I walked through all darkness, trials, the deserts, the pitfalls, the lonely places, the wolves howling, shivering at night cold, I got through it by God's light. That was the first scripture God gave me in the beginning when he knew what was coming my way. He told me, for thou will light my candle and the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness where I'm at right now. I didn't cause it. I didn't want it. I didn't scheme, plan. It's just part of life. My darkness. Just stand. Our altar call, we always love to have altar calls. Give you opportunity to go before God. Confirm it with God, saying, Lord, that's me. I need to get a grip. I need to understand. I need to trust you. I haven't been trusting you, Lord. Look, trials are different. You could have walked 999 miles through the sand with God and panicked and run. Or, or you could have just seen the sand and said, no way, I'm not, I'm not. Just surrender to God, just like much afraid in your book, ladies, and let God lead you and guide you through every chapter of your life.